Hey, what's going on, Clipper people? It is me, William the Opinion Updike. And I am still positive Chuck Bockler. And we're your friendly neighborhood Clippers podcast. Yes. Just a couple of best friends and Clipper credential media folks to bring you locked on Clippers. But when? Five days a week, Monday through Friday, ready for you at seven in the morning every weekday. Kill some windshield time. Make us your first listen, and let's dive into this Clips vs. Pels game. Yeah, absolutely. So this is going to be the third time the Clippers are taking on the Pelicans. First two times didn't go so well. Hoping for a different story in this one, but we're going to dig into what we need to do well to win that one as well as what could go wrong. Yep. And then it's Thirsty Thursday. Every single Thursday, Chuck and I like to talk about what we're thirsty for, what we want to <laughs> see more of. A lot of Amir Coffee stuff in this one. Sure. We're going to talk about him being paired with Bledsoe. We're going to look at the trio of him along with Morris and Batum and sort of how they've looked with various point guard looks. Uh, so I can't wait to dig into all of that. We'll also talk about Luke Kennard and Isaiah Hartenstein. Yep. And then in shavings, which is just kind of where we wrap up everything else, there was a pretty big Bleacher Report piece today by jake l fisher yeah it discussed the clippers possibly becoming sellers at the trade deadline this one kind of got like a lot of traction so we are going to talk about it however i i'm just going foil hats on i'm, I'm just going <laughs> to preface it by saying that like there's there was nothing very concrete or clear sort of in <laughs> it, in this article which is yes. why it's not higher up in the episode but sure. we will talk about it uh, as well as the possibility for the clippers being sellers at the trade deadline and we are also going to talk about brandon boston jr so all that and more coming up right around now you are locked on clippers your daily los angeles clippers podcast part of the locked on podcast network your team every day Yes, so Clippers and Pels, uh, no Luke. Tale as old as time. Yes, God. No Luke or Hartenstein, yet again, which we're going to talk about on Thursday, Thursday. Pels are healthy except for Zion and Kira Lewis Jr. You have an interesting thing to start off before we even get into what we need to do well and what might go wrong. You think we see a change to the Clippers starting lineup in this one? Or do you just let Reggie kind of play through it? I think after how well that fourth quarter went, versus Denver, that there's a piece of momentum you got to hold on to for Reggie right now, and I think you got to keep him in the starting lineup for that reason. Yeah, I'm with you. I, I think that it's way too early to... I could see why they put Bled in there, but... Yeah, I think it's way too early to like make a major change just due to the limited sample size that you have. And we are going to talk about that sample size uh, along with some other different players in our second segment, but... Yeah, I'm with you. I think that for confidence and just continuity, you got to keep rocking with Reggie. But I kind of like where Ty Lue's head has been at where, you know, if, if Reggie isn't scoring and he continues to, like, just be getting blown up on defense. Yeah. I, I like that Ty Lue has, has maybe been a little bit quicker to make a substitution <laughs> he's, he's than, 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 we've, than we've seen. So I think if that trend continues, then I got to be honest, I don't really care who starts at that point. That's a good uh, as, call. As long as like that's the understanding. But that being said, what do we need to do well to win this one, Chuck? Let's shoot better in the first half. That'd be great. Than we did against the Nuggets. We overcame a one for whatever first half versus the Nuggets. But it would be nice to see us not have to try and scramble for points. Yes. When the three isn't falling. Um, team shoot 37% from three versus the Pels. Second worst mark in the league. This might be the game that Reggie gets back on track with. Um, we talked about that momentum. Let's hope he can hold on to that. But there's a chance he could bounce back in this one because the Pels defense is not very good. Yes. And I think something that is going to be key into you know shooting better is going to be finding a way to move the ball effectively yeah. against this Pelicans defense. 
we've averaged lower than our already low number of assists <laughs> per game in each of the two outings versus the Pelicans. Uh, you know, and looking at the the lineups for these games, we played one game against the Pelicans with one Batum and no Morris. Okay. Uh, and that was the closer of these two games. Okay. And then in the blowout, uh, no Batum and no Morris. That makes a bunch of sense. So I think some more wing depth is going to be able to open things up a little bit more. Yeah. These guys, you know, all are familiar enough with each other to kind of know where they like the ball sure. in terms of moving it. Um, and... You know, you just get a lot more versatility offensively when you do have Morris out there and then you put some space around him. Uh, and I think that, you know, it's a, it's a recipe to get the ball moving better than it was in these first two games. Totally agree. Adding the wing depth, you know, Mook has been a little inefficient in the last two games since he crushed uh, the Grizzlies. So, you know, another guy who could maybe get into rhythm in this one. And we need more of the same from Amir. I know we talked about maybe keeping Reggie in the starting lineup literally like two minutes ago. We're going to dive into the numbers more specifically, but Amir and Bled have been really good together. Yeah. And so maybe you do switch that up. I don't know. What do you think we need to see from Amir? I, I mean, just more of the same. I, he actually <laughs> did, He actually has gotten the start before against this Pelicans team in that second matchup, which was a terrible blowout, but he did finish with nine and three. He shot 75% from the floor, hey. 66% from three. And I don't know how to say this, but I just feel like, Amir's thirst to like to make the league, to be on a team, to be an actual rotation player. Yeah, I think could yeah. be the like a life force or a lifeline for this Clippers Love team it. when trying to get through what is a a difficult part of the season and b you know the roster fluctuation that's been so extreme. Yeah, um, it's you know it's been very difficult for us to establish any sort of continuity with a starting lineup. So I think just you know his play is so contagious. The way that he hustles and you know his determination, and I think if that can kind of permeate through to everyone else, I think we'll be looking at a much better competition than these first two games. Hell yeah, I totally agree. It's really weird to think that he's almost kind of a vet on this Clippers team roster. I mean, like the amount of time he's been here for sure, close, and he's just still on a two way. Like he's one of the, he's been on the team for what three seasons now? Yeah. Yeah, he's been on the team as long as Terrence Mann, basically. And, I mean, that's just crazy. Um, what could go wrong in this one? Look, this, it's a bit of a meme at this point, but, like, is Jonas Valanciunas going to hit a shit ton of threes against us again? Yeah, I don't know. Another thing is just, like, is that the shot that you have to live with? So that was so weird. He he killed us in that second game from three. And in the post-game presser, Ty kind of talked about how, like, maybe it was the game after this, but there's, like, an allusion to, like, Oh, you know, you want guys taking, you know, you want certain guys taking. He threes. talked about it later when we weren't playing the Pelicans, and then yeah. you say, "How many threes did he hit tonight?" Yeah, another, yeah, against another team. So it was it, one of the weirder Tyloo moments. Yes. So I think Tyloo's great at adjusting. Yeah, sure. But I'm wondering if we're going to see more of an effort to prevent these. Valanciunas has made 12 of 17 threes versus the Clippers, but against every other team in the league this year, he's 26 for 72. That's stats from Andrew Greif. Shout out Andrew Greif. Um, yeah, I don't know. I just hope we don't see it again. Yeah, it's it's interesting because we have really failed to limit the Pelicans from three. They have not shot uh, worse than 40% from three in either of these two games. And I think the thing is that we also got to look out for is, you know, we don't want them to just tee off on us in the paint. Yeah. 
this has been happening more and more as of late. And we talked about it a little bit. Like if you're, you know, chasing a team off the perimeter, you're limiting their three-point attempts. I mean, it makes sense that those numbers are going to be a little bit higher if it's, you know, the only place that they, they have to score. And if you're forcing them into difficult shots, I, I mean, and they're just happening to hit them, I think that's fine. But that's, uh, yeah, that's, like that, that's not, not really happening. what That hasn't really been the case. Uh, we did hold them to 42 points in the paint in that first outing. We narrowly beat them in points in the paint, which was good. We gave up 66 points in the paint, though, in that second contest, and they more than you know doubled the amount of points that we, we scored in that same area. Yeah, that's not good. And the, the crazy thing right now is the Clippers are allowing, over the last 10 games, like the lowest opponent three-point percentage. Which is great. So the Pels are definitely going to be trying to make things happen inside the three-point line. Um, really hoping Brandon Ingram just doesn't torch us like he did last time. Um, we have that wing depth now, which really helps with that. Yeah. For sure. Batum defended Jokic great. I He's he's going to be great again in this game. He has to be. This Pelicans team is kind of one of those, like, when it's all working at once, the offense is terrifying. Oh, absolutely. It just doesn't really work all at once very often for them um it does against the clippers but <laughs> like i mean so ingram's something to keep an eye on also josh hart is shooting 26 percent from three in his last five games which sounds like the recipe to get hot against the clippers team mm-hmm. um and we all know what shay's cousin can do so yes. i just i don't know anything else uh, we got to watch second chance points in this one. This yep. is a really good offensive rebounding team, fourth in offensive rebounding percentage and offensive rebounds in general. Yes. So having Zoo back is going to be good. He's probably, I mean, he's rested. Yeah. He only played like nine ten minutes. minutes. Yeah. <laughs> ten minutes for some nuggets. Um, you got a prediction for this one? It's hard to beat the same team three times. And we say that as the team has been beaten twice. <laughs> Man. Yeah, no comment on this one. I'm still very high uh, off of the game versus Denver. I'm saying Clippers get the win. All right. I'm saying Clippers get the win. Uh, don't know if I would take the spread, though. Uh, coming up, we're going to be talking Thirsty Thursday, what we want to see more of. But first, we got to give a shout out to Prize Picks. Uh, Prize Picks has the best NBA daily fantasy prop game on the market. They offer more NBA props than any other DFS prop operator and offer all the superstar players, as well as bench guys, only recording a handful of minutes each game. All uh, users who download. Uh, prize picks and use promo code NBA will get a hundred percent deposit match up to a hundred bucks. So that's not bad. The way prize picks works, you pick two to five players and an over under on their projections, and you can win up to ten times on any entry. It's just you versus the projected numbers. Uh, use the award winning app on both the App Store and Google Play. Entries can be made in sixty seconds or less. It's that easy, and they offer fast and safe payouts. Don't hesitate. Check out PrizePicks.com. Use promo code NBA. Or go to your app store and download the app today. Prize Picks is daily fantasy made easy. All right, so it's Thirsty Thursday. Every single Thursday, Chuck and I like to talk about what we're thirsty for, what we want to see more of. Chuck, what are you thirsting for this Thursday? All right, more Bled and Amir minutes. Okay. We talked about this on Tuesday's episode a little bit, um, and the stats have truly just gotten better since then. I know we're going to talk about uh, coffee again in a bit, but from per Justin Russo, who's always right, uh, over the last 11 games, uh, Bled and Amir have played 156 minutes together. The Clippers are plus 23 uh, in those minutes with 115 offensive rating and a 92 defensive rating. Wow. So, obviously, you know. Limited sample size. Limited sample size, but all of it has been pretty much good lately. Yes. And to maximize what the, the Clippers need wins right now, right? There's no... 
there's no, like you just got to try and win every single game. And I know that sounds stupid, but like given the health of this team and what January is like, there's no like soft. We don't want to try to lose every single. You don't game. Want to try to, yeah. Converse. Oh man, I was yeah. way off. Yeah, way off on that. Um, yeah, I just want to see more of this. Uh, Seems like they're playing well off each other. Um, Bled can guard bigger than his. You know, position obviously because it literally does seem like he tries harder against guys who are bigger than he is. Yeah, um, he's very strong. He's so strong. <laughs> he's very strong. And these guys at the one and two is just kind of interesting. Like it's a it's a kind of a goofy looking one and two. Well, you said yesterday, shoe both point guards go with yeah, Amir at the go point. with Amir at the one. Who cares? Uh, no, but I want more of this. And you also, um, what do you want to see more of? So look, this season has been you know a letdown from some points but i think like sure. one really bright point that's got me excited though it's only been a two-game sample size yeah has been this trio of amir coffee with nick batum and marcus morris not bad at it i'm a big fan of this and i was kind of like interested in just taking a look at what this trio looks like with each of our different point guards yeah break and it I down i want to preface this by saying like <laughs> not getting down on either player uh-oh uh I, well i'm not and this is also keep in mind very limited sample size, sure. just a couple of games. Okay. Uh, My so hopes are as high as they it. could possibly be. So that trio uh, of Coffee, Batum, and Morris with Bledsoe as the point guard has had its best lineup in terms of net rating Okay. Uh, with Man as their fifth out there. So very wing-heavy kind of lineup. Okay. Uh, that five-piece is averaging 15, 4, and 4 through... About five minutes a game for okay. two games. Sure. Uh, but it's still very impressive for that limited sample size. Uh, I mean, the scoring really jumps out at me. And then, like, just an equal amount of boards and assists. In yeah. A five minute stretch, I, I mean, it's pretty strong, especially for a Clippers team that does struggle to rebound. Uh, looking at that same lineup with Bledsoe at the point and the trio of Coffee, Batum, and Morris, with Zoo as the fifth. Uh, that lineup is plus two in terms of plus minus, <laughs> averaging about five, three, and one. This is a one-game sample size, just under two minutes. Um, what game was that? That was the most recent one, I would I would guess. Oh, interesting. I wonder why I only went with it for under two minutes, but... Yeah, yeah, it's like because I'm not bad at that line. It's like 1.8 or 1.9 minutes. I mean, this to me makes the most the sense. Year, yeah, it's like essentially what the starters have been for the past couple of games with Bledsoe in Reggie's place. Right. Um, and, you know, plus two, still not bad. Five, three, and one. You know, through two minutes. Yeah. Is, what's that per 36 yeah. looking like? You know, that's that's pretty, pretty crazy. Pretty damn that's good. That's pretty crazy. Yeah. If you, if you think about it. So pretty solid with Bled. As yeah. Is that like a hundred points yeah. for 36 minutes? I don't know. Uh, yeah. So you know, pretty solid with Bled. Uh, in terms of plus minus, a couple of the the best lineups that feature this trio, which once again very limited sample size. So. I wanted to compare that with Reggie at the yeah. point guard with this with this trio once again of Coffee, Ooh. Batum, and Morris. I'm looking at these numbers. Uh, so with Zoo at the fifth, yeah, as the fifth, that uh, five sum is plus point three. Okay, uh, which you know still a positive, averaging twenty ten and four. Now this is a larger sample size than some of the other ones we've seen. This five man lineup through three games around nine minutes a game. Look, that's a borderline legitimate sample size ish. For this, I mean, how this season's going. I mean, yeah, sure. Given the rotate, given the 27 minutes, that's all I need to <laughs> yeah. see. I mean, given the turnstile of players we've had, this is the biggest sample size I need to see. <laughs> so, you know, still a positive. Uh, Barely. Yeah. Still a positive there. It, you know, it it's not 
in terms of net rating, hasn't been as effective as that five-man lineup with Bledsoe at the point guard position. But sure. I also think some of that is a little bit skewed by Zoo's most recent game, which like was not his best. That's a good point. Uh, w- yeah. Was not his best game, and, th- That's and that that will kind of change some of these small sample sizes. But I guess that does make it more impressive for the you know the plus two. Uh, yeah, that's what makes it so crazy with these two point guards is they do so just very different things. But the way that the rest of the Clippers roster is constructed is that like they both kind of work when just one of them is on the floor. You know what I Definitely. mean? Definitely. And then so with Reggie as a point guard with this trio, there's a couple of other lineups. They actually both have negative net ratings. One of those is with Surge at the five. Um, okay, we'll get that guy out of here. And yeah, that one, it's got a minus two net rating. I don't know. They, they've had three games around three minutes per game, averaging like three, five and one. So the rebounding uh, really, really good. Not r- a little anemic offensively. And not, <laughs> yeah, really, not-, <laughs> not really moving the ball that well, which is kind of surprising given, you know, you have a little bit more space with with surge out there. Yeah. Uh, at the five. And then the worst lineup that's featured this trio of coffee, Batoon and Morris, along with Reggie as the point guard, features Mann as the fifth. Okay. Uh, and that lineup is minus three, although very limited sample size, only two <laughs> games, about two minutes per game, and they're averaging one and one. Uh, all right, through, yeah. Through that. So Ty's tinkering with all of this because I like how many different lineups we've seen so far. Well, I'm really, it's really interesting to me, the dichotomy of that wing-heavy lineup. That, to me, is like the biggest difference between these two and obviously the sample sizes are small but when you have all wings Bledsoe seems to really thrive which makes sense (laughs) Uh, and Reggie has not been as effective in those lineups so I think that you know if you're trying to strike a balance and you don't have Paul George or Kawhi Leonard obviously sure uh, that is an interesting kind of closing group if that can keep consistent which there is no promise of and then finally I I mean because I had to had to go with both of them looking at this trio so bled reg batum coffee book yes got it uh that fivesome is plus five uh they've only played one game together around four and a half minutes averaging 11 two and two through those four and a half minutes so that lineup is like slightly less good than the one with man with bledsoe at the yeah i kind of like the reggie blood but they just don't they haven't been working together lately which is so difficult i think that it can work in limited stints and i think that it can work you know if you're if it's clutch minutes of a game where you're you have the luxury of really being able to draw up like atos and stuff sure um where you know the possession that like everything kind of comes down to a halt a little bit more And everything has a little bit more specificity. I feel like those two, like they just don't flow that well in an offense together. No, it hasn't been working. Um, um, and, and when Reggie's forcing stuff, it it makes everything worse. Yeah, for that. Um, good lineup data. It's a good time, man. Coffee's been his story's fantastic this week. Yes, can't get over it. Um, a couple more things we're thirsty for. Thirsty for Luke to be all right. Yeah, what's going on with that? This has been two weeks of Luke Kennard being in health and safety protocols. Um, He was tweeting after the Clips win versus the Nuggets, so that's good, I guess. Health health tweeting. But this is a long-ass time to be in health and safety. Yeah. Yeah, Um, yeah. I mean, I would either assume that the CT threshold is not where it needs to be. Yeah. Pump those up. Pump them up. Or he has maybe been showing some symptoms, and that's just something we have not been made aware of. Yeah, which I don't know. Hopefully, we'll get some more, more info on it. I hope he's doing okay. He's also getting his jersey retired as his high school. 
awesome. Pretty tight. Love it. Um, oh, also, Justice Winslow could be out of Hasp in like six days by the time you're listening to this. Let's hope he's doing okay. Um, and then Thirsty for Heart's recovery to go smoothly. We actually got some heart on court footage on Tuesday. Yeah. Which like kind of made his TikTok <laughs> prediction weirdly pretty accurate. Um, so shout out to TikTok. He was being, on the court. Yeah. I mean, he wasn't wrong. Shout out to TikTok for being a legitimate source of news. Um, he was moving a bit stiff. You know, he's not looking like, uh, you know, fully healthy heart. Just glad he's on the court. Hopefully we can get an update from him. Um, kind of versus the Pels. But I can't imagine, like, can't imagine the return's imminent. He's already been ruled out for the Pels. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I, it's still a little bit hard for me to handicap a timeline on that based on <laughs> this limited amount of footage that we've seen. Uh, but Ty it is Lu, definitely, it is definitely positive. And Ty Lue was like, we're just trying to do what's best for him, trying to take it slow, which yeah. I'll take it better than, yeah. I mean, it's also a situation where if you're going to have to try to talk this guy into uh, taking less money next year if you want to resign him. Uh, I'd say that it goes a long way to show that you are committed to making sure that he's at his best and not trying to rush anything. That is a that is a very good point. Uh, that does it for Thirsty Thursday. Let us know what you're thirsty for on Twitter, at LockedOnClips. Coming up, we're going to be talking the Jake Fisher piece on Bleacher Report that was pretty much meh. Nothing too offensive in there. But first, no disrespect to Jake Fisher, by the way. No, not at all. Oh, I just meant in terms of the, the information uh, that was presented. It wasn't exactly, you know, uh, earth-shattering. Earth yeah. yeah. Uh, but first, Will, if I wanted to bet online, please tell me where I could do that. You got to check out betonline.ag. BetOnline is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports action. Look, basketball season is in full hoop, and you can track all the action at BetOnline. Get all the latest news, odds, and info for all your sporting needs, including MLB, if that ever happens again, NBA, NHL, and all your UFC, MMA action. Look. Don't sit on the sidelines anymore. Yes. This is your chance to get into the game as teams prep for their runs through HASP. Head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on top of your first deposit. Bet online, your online sportsbook experts. Don't forget to use that promo code locked on. All right. So kind of the, the scuttlebutt around the Clippers sphere today was a piece from Bleacher Report by Jake Fisher. Um, the tweet introing it said, with the possibility that both Paul George and Kawhi Leonard may not return the season, the Clippers are shaping into a surprising seller at the NBA's trade deadline. So just taking that for what it's worth, um, no real new information in the top part about them maybe not returning this year. Yeah. Um, and I think I think the word seller is so interesting in the NBA in terms of trade deadline stuff. Because I don't think the Clippers are going to be, like, we're not... The Clippers aren't going to be selling off pieces of like, you know, it's like this weird, well, like, I, I, I think you bring like, up a great point because I, I think that there's marginal moves to be made by teams, but those are generally buyers. You know what I mean? And the teams that we see who are generally deemed sellers are, for the most part, teams looking to rebuild, like looking yes. to kind of press the reset button unless you're in a situation where you want to remain a contender, but you have some sort of toxic asset uh, yeah. that does make you a seller. So I think that this, I, I think that you actually bring up a valid point in that that designation still to me doesn't fit this team because I, this team is trying to get better. They you know always, what I mean? They're not, they trying all, to, they're not trying to reset. This team always makes a trade. Yeah, is the other thing like this isn't a team that like hasn't made a trade no, in a, a year call. and a half yeah. or something even like, if it's a bad one <laughs> yeah this team's always making trades the names in the article were bled mook and surge 
Which, yeah. Nothing really surprising there in terms of kind of who's talked about for that. Um, two expiring issues. And two expiring issues. A guy whose contract isn't fully guaranteed and bled. And then Ami- and then Mook, who like... Has one more season after. Yeah, I just don't... I don't know. It's just like, I don't... The idea... None of this was really new information or anything like that. I think a lot of people have talked about wanting to trade Surge recently, just fans-wise. Like, I think we're all kind of confused at that situation. Bled... I mean, he's played so well recently that I'm like, I don't know. Yeah, I, I mean, I, I think that it's interesting. I, I like, I just don't know how any of these pieces are getting you something better without attaching an asset and for like next year know, too. Yeah, like we already know that that can't be picks, right? Yes. So yeah, we don't have a pick to even tank for, which they do talk about in the article. Which I thought was an accurate part, but we'll get to that in a second. Yes, and they also do mention Terrence Mann as a, a supposed, like, sort of unmovable, uh, an untouchable, yeah. if you will. Um, so that I don't think is incorrect. Um, I do think that they have. Uh, I do they think love that the organization. Yeah. yeah, has a lot of um, you know vested interest in his future. So my thing is, is like the really then the only moves you can get are like salary moves for next year which i do think is a possibility i just don't think that it's at the forefront of the clippers we're so up against the cap already like we're not yeah the the depth would have to be gutted to kind of make a play for like a big contract or something people talk about trading for sabonis but i don't know if we have the assets to do that because if the I mean, because they're trading some bonus, they're going to want some kind of. Yeah, the Pacers are like full. (laughs) Yeah, the Pacers are like trying to. Those are sellers. Yes, exactly. Uh, Perfect example. Um, And then, so the article also talked about kind of how the part of the. So, like, the trade thing, like, I think it's like that's a reasonable part. Like, a lot of this article was like pretty reasonable. Like, it's like, oh, they might deal Surge, they might deal. bled they talked about how like brandon boston jr is getting more playing time as a way of to kind of like make up for the fact that we don't have a pick so you can kind of use this as a developmental time which i'm like which is valid and also i mean kind of saved the clippers ass for not having a pick yes absolutely yeah 100 um said that ty told balmer he wasn't going to like divvy up time for a concerted youth of course not he's not that kind of coach and the funniest part was the next sentence was like and there hasn't been any further advice from management to do so so it's like okay so they had a discussion everything was fine yeah um no he's not the guy who like is gonna purposely put a nick Batum or a marcus morris or or a paul george on the bench to let young young guys win games with no pick especially like there's it's not even exactly it's so far out of what tyler wants to do and there's there's no incentive there's no incentive to to quote unquote tank and like i don't even necessarily think that you know emphasizing developing young players is tanking i mean it will not contribute to wins as we've seen yeah um but this just isn't really that kind of team and tyloo is not that kind of coach yeah and and the guys need reps like yeah it's not like this team is a core that's been together without interruption and regardless of how you look at it this season is still about developing the core around paul george and Kawhi, and yeah. th- that's not just young guys and wouldn't it be tight yeah like say that core Get through this January. We're a but we're a couple games above 500. We get to the playoffs. Worst case scenario, you know, maybe it's just the core in the playoffs. It's like great, yeah, awesome. Get these reps in. The, a team 
minus Kawhi and Paul George is good enough to make the playoffs. I mean, that's pretty impressive. Yeah, why do we why would we want to deal that team away? So that's what I and that's like whatever. But the annoying part about this article was like that it was framed as if like so there was a bunch of aggregation on this article that was like uh like someone from uh NBC Sports tweeted out report Clippers Paul George Clippers star Paul George could miss the rest of the season. And it's like that's one of those things where that's it's like, very real though. It's technically true, but the report like saying like, oh, report, Paul George is gonna Oh, it makes it seem more definitive. It makes got it, you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Everything about the way that this was promoted makes it seem a lot more definitive than it is. Like, sure, Paul George needs to get reevaluated. Uh Farbod tweeted out his sources with the Clippers, which look, Farbod has solid sources with the Clippers. Absolutely. He said he hasn't been reevaluated yet, so it might be another week. It happened on Christmas when we got the news. So like I'm not saying that that's not out of the realm of possibilities, but to report it and as like, though like and then like that stupid Legion Hoops Twitter account was like, oh, the Clippers are bracing for Paul George to be out for the season. I mean, it is a possibility. That's so much different than saying bracing for. Yeah, is my thing, and that's why this article was written. It's just like, eh, whatever. I mean, I also think tinfoil hat time. Is it a coincidence that this ha- article happened to come out the day after the Clippers had a 25-point comeback and were the trending topic on Twitter? Um, I mean, yeah, maybe there's some more renewed interest in, in it. I don't Dude, know. Dude, no, if this report comes out... It's a regular season game, though. Right, but it's still... If this report comes out, this report's not coming out if the Clippers lose by 25 points. Yeah, that's fair. <laughs> I, I, I see what you're saying. I see what you're saying. Um, and you have a tinfoil Double hat. tinfoil Double hat. tinfoil hat. Is this all OKC funded propaganda? <laughs> so that's what they're trying fu- to get in our heads. That's what's funny. The sources in this article are like, oh, yeah, some rival Western Conference execs and like other Western Conference execs. You're like, all right. Presti's like, just like, yeah, I think yeah. they're going to sell some people. <laughs> I think they suck. Dude. I think they're going to try to be worse. Yeah. And that unprotected <laughs> first round picks looking pretty good. Presti's been trying to just gaslight Lawrence Frank into thinking that he still has a first round pick. He's like, so who are you guys going to draft? <laughs> um, yeah, I don't know. It's uh, it's a weird one. Also, like the Clippers, when it comes to Paul George, is another thing that I was annoyed about this. When it comes to Paul George and Kawhi, the Clippers don't leak stuff. You mean like in terms of injuries or? Yes. That's fair. Like they don't leak anything. They don't leak anything about Luke Kennard's injuries. <laughs> like yeah. when it comes to injury stuff, they just don't tell anybody anything. So any sources stuff about that, I'm just like, I don't know. I have a hard time believing it because we have to deal with just as media members, like the super vague injury reports and like just not being <laughs> super transparent about it. Yeah, no, totally. And I mean, look, the possibility does exist that Paul George will not return this season. Yeah. And we'll know in like two if weeks. If that's the case, that probably means even if he is ahead of schedule, Kawhi is not returning this season. And sure. Maybe. I think... Kawhi goes to the G League. Not, like <laughs> Kershaw's time. That still, to me, just doesn't... That still, to me, just doesn't necessitate the team trying to pawn off assets. Yeah, I, I just like don't nothing. Know. N- to me, nothing changes in 
like what the expectations or the goal is for this season yeah. with Paul George out. The entire goal is let's try to get some guys reps. Let's see what we can do with this core. Yeah, absolutely. If Paul George is here, obviously a much better team. Yeah. <laughs> right. Uh, if he's not, like we still got to see what we can do with these pieces. Sure. And what better test is there for these pieces than taking them without either superstar to a NBA playoffs? There you go. Couldn't agree more. And the another caveat, we could talk about kind of the, the Amir Coffee rise again. Because that changes what happens next year too. Amir Coffee, Lucas Hahn was talking about this. He, I think he's next year if he signs, he stays with Clippers. We have his bird rights, mm-hmm. and so like we could maybe make him stay. That kind of adds into like how you feel about trading Bled maybe or something. Like if you're the front office, like, so that is maybe like, like if he's like the future number, like the two guard. Yeah, it's like well, that's a whole, that's a nice wrench to have. Yeah, definitely. I don't know, a lot to think about. Um, either way. Nothing definitive on Paul George's return or not return. We'll know when he's reevaluated, which apparently hasn't happened yet. Well, they said three to four weeks, and yeah. it happened on Christmas. So I feel like that timeline's still pretty correct. Yeah. Yeah, I, I guess that's fair. Um, I guess as far as time. That's time. I guess as time goes. Well, time is a human construct. Uh, Friday's episode, doing a recap of Clippers versus Pels. Preview of the Saturday game versus San Antonio. A love, Mary quarantine, and of course, whatever else happens between now and then in Clipperland, Will, if someone you knew or loved asked you where you could listen to this podcast, where would you tell them that they could listen to it? So you can check us out on Apple Podcasts or the podcast app on your mobile device. We're also on Google Podcasts. We're on Spotify. We're on Stitch. We're on Deezer. We're on Amazon Music. You can always tell your smart speaker to play Locked on Clippers. It works. It's great. Hey, right now, Spotify has offered the availability for you to leave a rating or review on this podcast. Yep. Even if you've already done it on iTunes or the podcast app, it'd really help us out if you were to leave us a little review over there. We'd greatly appreciate it. We mentioned it up top, but we do come at you Monday through Friday, 7 a.m. Pacific. Hey, there's some exciting things on the horizon for the Clippers Hell right yeah, now. Hell yeah, there are. Stay informed. And yeah, let's... Let's hope for some good times. Stay informed. Stay safe. I have been positive, Chuck Mockler. And I am William the Opinion Updike. And as always, we appreciate you.